Welcome to Your Life Now Radio Show, where your life matters. Your host, Coach Rhea, is a certified professional life coach with a passion to help make the difference in the world. Your Life Now Radio Show brings you powerful resources and effective tips to help you live your best life ever. And now, here's your host, Coach Rhea. Hello, my friends, and welcome. You are listening to Your Life Now Radio Show. I am your host, Coach Rhea. Thank you so much for joining us. Whether you are listening to the show live or archived, I appreciate each one of you guys. The show is also available on iTunes in the podcast section and as well as the Stitcher app. So I do want to thank each one of you guys for supporting the podcast, for downloading the show, and for listening to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Just a quick intro. Again, uh, I am the founder and a CEO of Your Life Now. It's a professional coaching and training company as well as PR, and marketing expert. On this show, we try to cover a lot of different topics related to our everyday life on a personal as well as a professional level. On the show, we have experts that come on the show and share a lot of helpful tips and information with you. Just keep in mind the show is intended to be for information purpose and thought-provoking. All the guests that come on the show are experts in their field. And you are welcome to contact him directly from the information I provide on the show page. You can also contact me at www.yourlifenow.info. That's yourlifenow.info, and I'll be more than happy to provide you with all the information you need. Just before we bring on our guest for today, I like to set my intention as usual. My intention of hosting this show is to inspire you. I like to inspire you to make some positive changes in your life so you can live the life that you desire. It's really all up to you. So all I ask of you is to have an open mind and an open heart. Take what is useful for you and question everything. It's your life, so why don't you live it your way? We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll bring on our guests for today. So please stay tuned. Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Welcome back, my friends. You are listening to Your Life Now Radio Show. I am your host, Coach Ria. Thanks again for joining us, whether you are listening to the show live or archive. I do appreciate each one of you. There is a health issue that is in the news right now that bringing a lot of concern and terrifying some of us. You have heard about Ebola and you heard about the cases that are been reported. And uh, um, I wanted to bring some awareness to these issues and uh, learn more about it. It's my pleasure to bring back Dr. Judy Stavely to the show to clarify and simplify some of the things that have been said about Ebola. Dr. Stavely said, it is so hard to get Ebola. Is that true? Once again, Dr. Judy Stavely is a professor of biology. She's a CEO at The Platform Magazine, a health editor at Latin Connection Magazine, 
She's a triathlete who teaches at several colleges in Maryland area. Dr. Stavely serves as a spokeswoman and advocate for several biological health, medicine, and forensic science organizations. Additionally, as an athlete and national health and fitness specialist, she assists in several community programs to initiate health and youth sport and is part of USA Swimming, USA Hockey, and USAT organization. She has completed her doctoral in health psychology and continue to pursue her career in teaching biological sciences and health psychology. Please help me welcome our guest, Dr. Judy, to the show. Thank you so much for being here, Dr. Judy. Thank you for inviting me back. I'm very honored to be back on the show. Oh, the honor is mine. You're such a busy woman, and and you know what? You're taking the time to come here. I know we kind of like put this together really fast, and uh, we <laughs> hope we'll. we'll <laughs> I know you'll do your part, but it's just you know uh, I I'm trying to provide you guys with the best you know information we have. So I I gather some some stuff here that I have in front of me, but I'm relying on you, um, Dr. Stavely, to to enlighten us to like you know you you this is your your uh, your thing. Okay, um, and and this is kind of frightening. I mean, I, I'm not really sure how to react to it. I'm I'm one of those people. I've learned to um to kind of just say, hey, you know what? The more we learn about something, the better we are at preventing it, right? Um, so just listening to the news and and being overwhelmed and bombarded with with so much information, I think is just putting panic and fear in people's heads and people's lives. So what do you think about this? I mean, are we, like, going backwards? I mean, can something like this well, in the point first? Yeah, I, it's hard to believe. Well, first of all, so people understand, I have studied Ebola. I do have a second master's degree in emerging diseases. So I'm very, very familiar with not only the disease, however, the genetic um, component of the disease. Um, I, I spent uh, many of years on my second master's studying um, stuff like Ebola and level four pathogens. So, um, but Ebola is very surprising. And when I studied it, I never thought in my lifetime, to be honest, that I would see it here in the United States. However, um, and that went for other pathogens that have arisen in the United States also. However, you know, things evolve, people travel, um, and things are going to happen. And right now we don't have an outbreak. I must stress that. Um, I think there's a lot of concern in social media and um, individuals worried and panicking. And it's very hard to teach the subject of viruses, which we call virology. Um, but right, my main concern is calming, you know, our audience down and, and people in America um, do not stress out about it. Um, we do have, you know, wonderful scientists and doctors on, you know, on call that they know what they're doing from CDC. Um, and I know a lot of people are kind of losing hope and, you know, have a lot of concerns about it. Um, but we do only have two infectious individuals, and they were exposed to the disease because they were handling biological fluids. Um, and I must stress that you will not contact the disease unless you're in contact with 
already infected biological fluids, something like diarrhea, urine, sweat. And unfortunately, these two nurses, their necks were exposed, and, you know, something as simple as a droplet could have got on their neck, and that's it. But you know, it is very, it is very hard to get. Yeah, 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 and I, you know, that's why I chose that, you know, you what you said in in one of your posts yesterday <laughs> to make it as the title of the show. Um, you know, it's it's really so hard to, you know, um, to get it. It's not that easy that we think it is, but, but there is a but. Okay, <laughs> first of all, I mean. <laughs> You know, there is a lot of flaws, right? And and there's a lot of things has been written about it. So one of the things that caught my attention today, like I I'm, I very rarely tune into news, you know, because it's like depressing and it's over, you know, overrated pretty much, right? Because you're not getting the truth, you know. So I do my own research, I study, I learn, you know, things of that nature before I make the statement. But here's one of the things that I I found out today, um, or I heard. Doctor Oz came on the Today Show, right? And he said one drop of blood that is infected with the Ebola virus equal to I don't know how many uh, uh, liters of blood that is infected with HIV. So it's pretty, pretty big. It's pretty big. So I can understand why people have in that fear. So if if you look at some of the study, of course, you know, if you look at, you know, mostly in, in Africa, you know, most of the people got infected are the people who are in the healthcare, you know, people who are helping the sick or they're burying the sick, you know, the, the dead from the disease and so on and so forth. So that kind of gives us a little ease. But then uh, this guy by the name of Alexander Van Tolkien from the Institute of International Humanitarian Affairs, he said, we should worry. But he has a good thing to say here. He said, we should worry within the context of a global pandemic Nevertheless, he gave hope in the knowledge that viruses do die out. So is this like a phase that we just have to like, you know, do our best so we don't turn it into into an outbreak um, because it's eventually well, going to die out? Ebola is a, a different kind of virus, and I will say he's probably on the conservative area on Ebola where it does die out it does but the virus does die out due to mortality rate uh, and yes we might be in an evolution phase with this virus um, however like I said it's very hard to contract um, you have to be in direct contact if we know it's not airborne um, there's five different strains of Ebola and drain is the one that's uh, you know that's going around and uh, however the thing is that the, the virus can't live without a host it can't um, survive outside the body but it can survive in animals and we have seen it survive in dogs and monkeys and other types of animals like bats and it can jump species just like any other virus however it might it might just die out, like the doctor said. It's hard. Nobody can nobody can say a time frame if a virus is going to die out, especially Ebola. Um, and we all the research that has ever been done on Ebola, there has it's it's sporadic. It, we don't know where it goes once it's it's gone, and we haven't seen it since 1977. So. Uh, it's, it might just go through its phase, and 
who knows? <laughs> but I mean, you know, I mean, I, I, hey, by all means, I mean, what you're saying, it makes a lot of sense, right? But what do we do in the meantime? I mean, when, when you hear something like the second nurse that went out, you know, flew from, from uh, Dallas, or is it from Dallas to, to um, Atlanta or vice versa, whatever, I mean, how could we be so, I mean, now they start putting things in place at airports. I mean, I know here in, in, in Newark International Airport, they have an all this procedure about like, you know, screening and stuff like that. But, you know, things got to end. So now, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I have a hard time, you know, I mean, like I'm trying not to panic people. And that's the reason I decided I want to do this show because I wanted to teach them. Or, you know, so through your information that you know about the disease and your expertise that we shouldn't really panic. But when people on plane and, and you know, whether like accidentally, mm-hmm. can you like actually get it if you sip from the same glass as someone else or a bottle or something? I mean, can it be? Yes, you some, can. It'd yes. be like um, if you're sharing cups, you can get it. If somebody in the plane is sitting next to you and sometimes, you know, you're Please. in direct contact, it, you can, it's, well, not really, unless the droplets fall on you yet. So if you sneeze and mucus, which is a biological fluid, lands on you and that mucus is infected with the virus, yes. So how much do we know? I mean, how much do we know about the, 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 the stage of that virus where, you know, where we should be concerned and not concerned? I mean, is it mutated to the point well, we know that everything you know, about the virus? We know the genetics of the virus. We know the antibodies of the virus. We um, now the the concern is uh, is do we have enough treatment in America? And that's probably something that the media hasn't asked. Um, and we do know how to treat it. Uh, we know that. The two doctors or healthcare professionals, actually, there's a third one. Um, we had the nurse, we had the two doctors, and then the nurse. We had the doctor and the nurse who got better with treatment. We still have one still in quarantine that's getting let out. Um, so we do know how to treat it properly at Emory. And um, so, so why that guy died though? I mean, why why that guy who got because admitted? Because the, vi- the, vi- the virus is just like the flu, or like the cold, and right. it's any virus. You know, any virus is gonna it's gonna travel and look for host, and then sometimes viruses go dormant. So when they right. go dormant, they just kind of disappear to make it easy. They're there, but they're not being genetically expressed, so you're not seeing. It's spread. Um, so we're hoping that maybe it would die off in um, Africa. However, it seems to be getting worse over there. But they're, they're living, the quality of life in Africa is very different than America. Um, so that's why it's spreading so fast. And my disappointment is we should have closed off those borders once we found out that individual was infected, and I am very disappointed that we didn't because we probably could have had it a little bit under control. Um, now we have, we did treat the individual. Now we have two healthcare professionals, but my whole thing is this healthcare professional that jumped on the airplane. She knew she had a, 
a fever and used with handling victims, you mm. know, she probably shouldn't have been on that plane. So now, whoever there's a lot of things you shouldn't speak, though. Right. I mean, you're well, saying the people, these things, I mean, I'm not yeah. concerned about the people who sat in that seat. So say okay. she was sweating. Right. And then somebody yeah. boarded on that seat and there was still sweat droplets. Well, just this is hypothetical, you know, a scenario. And and then they were, they picked up and sat on those sweat, sweat droplets. Kind of like when you go to a gym, you work out on equipment, people are sweating and you go use the same equipment without being wiped down, and you're going to be exposed to those biological fluids. So that's the only concern, and that plane went five times to other five different cities. So with that being said, I am concerned about the five individuals that were actually sitting on the seat, but the people in the plane are pretty much, I would say they're pretty safe. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I was. Uh, um, this is from your posting yesterday, and I quote, you know, you said some of the things that you mentioned here. She said, "I wonder if the CDC has checked to see if any RNA mutation in morphology within the Ebola virus has a bit of Ebola arrestin, which is airborne." We know it's uh, there. Yeah, go ahead. Well, there is an airborne strain, which is arrestin, and that it could like viruses mutate and uh, that's one of the things that in the lab um, we're hoping that so far so good on, on the bright side it's, we know in the lab as I looked at analytical data yesterday that it's not airborne so they're staying on top of the genetic testing at the CDC to, to ensure that it's not airborne um, so that's that's good news. We do not want this virus to mutate. We don't want it to be airborne. So that's that's a good news. Yeah, you know, it's it's what's alerting alerting to me. Like when I, you know, <laughs> every show I prepare for my show, so I do my research. I do, you know, trying to gather as much information. So I sound like I know what I'm talking about because this is. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. I'm not trying to be one, and I'm not trying to, you know. Uh, <laughs> Say that I know what I'm talking about. I'm just I'm gathering information, and I you know I just need you to clarify some of these things. You know, I mean there was a um, an article, and I'm not going to say the source, and I'm not going to say the person who wrote it. But anyway, basically they saying that we can had prevent it while back back in July because they said that they had found um, unsecured box of uh, of small box small pot which had been sitting around a storage room for decades. Shortly thereafter, a different group managed to send out live anthrax. anthrax. It was supposed to be dead. So research lab resulting in dozens of scientists being exposed. and So basically what, what this is saying, you know, I mean, there is so much. It probably was already there. The guy who came in from Africa was not the first source. It was like you said, it probably was mutating, you know, or dormant, you know, say, stay in, um, what do you call it? Well, the virus is like, well, you can be exposed to a virus. Just let's let's use an example of, say, um, herpes simplex one, a lip blister, because it's genetically similar to herpes. So say that you have herpes simplex one and you're stressed out and you have a blister on your lip. And then... The virus is herpes as we know it. 
it goes dormant into your system until your immune system is suppressed. And then, once again, you stress out and you have a blister pop up on your leg. Mm. So we call that um, herpes simplex one. Um, so it's a virus. It stays dormant. And virus, they can go hidden in the nervous system. So any virus, that's why sexual transmitted diseases are a real concern because some people will not know that they actually have the disease. You right. can be exposed to a virus and never right get sick with it because your immune system right exactly right. And there has been people that have been exposed to Ebola and have in Africa that have handled Ebola people um, patients. And never have expressed symptoms, so they they have the antibodies that they build up. So kind of like the same thing with smallpox and Dr. Jenner, who developed the, the smallpox vaccine. Um, he was never um, he never contracted the actual smallpox, and um, but was able to develop the the vaccine back what, 1700s, <laughs> historically, I can't remember the dates. But um, with that said, it, viruses are very funny, and um, they have a similar genetic code. Um, just to make sure that everybody knows that virus is not a living organism. Right. Um, viruses, are we call them proteins. Um, they're made out of protein um Caspids, and um, and they do carry a DNA or an RNA strand with them. And um, once infected, it can become part of your genetic code. Um, that's why I shared that video on my Facebook wall, so people can kind of have a basic understanding of what's going on and how the virus attacks the body. Um, and then you you should have a you know a good immune system. Always take right. care of your body because if you do get exposed to not just, I mean, not Ebola, but, you know, any other type of virus. Any other, infection. right. You know, you it's know, interesting then, because, if, yeah, for people who didn't listen to your previous show, I encourage them. I, I can't remember what month it was, but we'll, you know, we'll try to share it again. But I have to tell you, you shared a lot of, you know, great information on that show as well. But the point here is, you know, I think when you strengthen your immune system, when you do the right things by your body too, you know, you, you have more chances of, of not getting sick of anything, you know, most likely, right? Because, you know, mm-hmm. you have a strong immune system. But the thing is, if we, you know, if you have a weak immune system, you are, you know, vulnerable to these, you know, diseases out there. And, and I, I'm really just hoping this would not be a kind of, you know, commuter. I mean, can we, like, prevent it from being an outbreak? I don't know. I mean, it's it just because... I, I think we can. In America, I yeah? think we can. I think we're capable. I, I think we have. The only thing is, and I said this way back when the, the first guy went into that Dallas hospital, because, again, I have been in level four labs. I have worked with pathogens. And the only people that are equipped with the white hazmat suits is CDC. I don't right. think us Americans, we're, we're very used to living in our bubble, and I have always said this for many, many right. years. I know. And, I know. Um, and yeah. unfortunately, we're we're very lucky. We're very lucky as Americans 
to have that privilege and to to live that type of life. Um, however, CDC, you know, it, it, we have a, a lot of hospitals, and we never ever expected to have train them. I mean, I don't think they trained. Yes. right? They were not trained. Well, I mean, they, no, it took them twenty we, minutes no. to call a CDC. Well, no, and then there's not too many of us who are trained in that stuff because, again, we haven't seen it in how many years? I mean, back let's yeah, go back no. to 1977, and you know, and again, you know, we hear about it. I've been trained in it because that's what I did. I specifically know about it because I had to. Most doctors in the ER or in the hospital are not concerned about that because. We have not seen that strain in many, many years. So my whole thing is, you know, I, if we get correct hazmat suits for the, the people that could possibly, and that's why CDC is doing the investigations, because you have to go back and track the individuals that may have contracted the actual exposure to the disease. And once you have that data for those individuals and where they're located, then you can contact their hospitals and make sure that the public health lab is ensured to do the right testing, to have the right hazmat suits. Um, unfortunately, Dallas didn't have the right hazmat suits. I think they took every precaution they probably can, and I think the nurses probably did as much as they could. Unfortunately, they got exposed to it, and sometimes we're contamination. Right, but yeah. it happens and cross contamination. That's where it happens. Right. Well, it's very easy to do, and, and you know, I covered up, and the, the the facial masks that they were wearing. There's no way I, I would have was worn that outfit. Right. Right. That's what they were. That one little area of skin was exposed, and that's all it. That's all it took. So well, I just hope our CDC, you know, yeah, I mean, I hope the CDC actually takes a little bit more, I mean, you know, the, the things that that, uh, that nurse that came out and told about what happened that, you know, um, that day when, when the CDC came in, they were walking into an infected area and then they walking out into an area that was clean and, you know, I mean, you know, it's like, a, and they were geared up, but what happened to the area of the hospital? Now it becomes a contamination. Not what happened to people who were in those areas? that was supposed to be clean and walked in. <laughs> so, I mean, like, th- this is like, it just it comes to your mind. You think it is like, oh, my God, how many cases well, are we here and then you have about? to remember that they were they let him go home the first time around. I know. So, I <laughs> so I don't think, you know, they we really knew that this person had crossed the border with Ebola. And, mm-hmm. again, unfortunately, he lied about it. Uh, so, with that said, it's hard to go back and contaminate it or contain it, contain it, and, you know, it's done, and now we just have to take proper protocol and handle the virus and have the, you know, teach and educate the hospitals on making sure they have the right proper safety precautions on how to wear hazmat suits and not to, even if they have to take their necks with extra, you know, covering. And I suggest they have, they should use better hazmat suits and also 
through the buddy system and making sure that another health professional is looking at them take off their gear. And now, when mm-hmm. we were, if we were, you know, exposed to stuff again, you're you're going through bleach buckets. I used to go through bleach buckets when you're dealing with the gyms, you know. And CDC does that in their labs, and the hospitals might have to start doing that, you know, putting the bleach shower up and making sure that they're they're showered in bleach. And they're doing that in Africa, you know, they're spraying them down. But yeah, unfortunately. Them, yeah. I just honestly think there was a little breach in protocol there and cause contamination is easy to do. And, you know, these two nurses got infected and, you know, well, they, here, they're doing well. A, he, so. Yeah. He, here is something to, to think about, right. Or, you know, I'm, I'm looking for you to really kind of um, shed the light on this. What should we be con- more concerned about Ebola or the flu? Oh, the flu. And I think you, everybody, you know, take care of your immune system. Start zinking up. <laughs> Try zinking you know, up. I like that. To, you have to take zinc. care I'm of your <laughs> zinc. Zinc is a wonderful mineral, trace mineral for our bodies, and vitamin C is too. Um, but we have to take, not at the last minute, we have to take precautions in our health prior to before we get sick because you might walk, the flu, you know, somebody can sneeze and that will stay air dormant. And you can actually walk into a room and catch it. It's very, that one's very contagious. And, yeah, right. And well, a lot of people did. What you, was the numbers for stats like? 35,000 right. Americans right. died of the flu last year. And that's a virus. So you look at the numbers, but I think I was advising somebody this morning, you know, a a female individual that was concerned about Ebola, but I'm like, you look at the stats, and I think it's because it's a new virus that has entered our borders, and and it's a scary virus, not that anybody wants to deal with it, because it's a level four pathogen virus, and we, you know, but it's it's new and we do have to take concerns and be aware of it and take precautions and we do have to make sure that our hospitals or CDC has to have correct stockpiles of vaccinations or antibodies for infected individuals. Yeah, and and you know the other things that you know just come to my mind, you know, because you know of course this is not my, you know, I don't know these things. I just read about them. That they say, you know, the the flu virus actually you can get infected the flu virus from you know from somebody else who had it before they actually get sick with it too. Where the Ebola, it's it's not the case. Obviously, you know, it it, it has to be like full blown for that person to be, you know, um, able to transmit that disease to someone else. Is that correct? Right. Direct contact. Direct. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> touching, touching. It could be hugging, you know. But why it's so it's so scary in Africa is because they're the way that they're living and they're sweating. It's very hot down there. The environmental conditions are not clean, and unfortunately, that's you know that's how it is down there. But I think in so nobody panics. I think we can get this under control, and I and I do support the scientists. And I hats off to them because I've been there before. Um, and I know it's hard work, and I know they stay up late, you know, working and trying to contain all this stuff with the investigations and 
the public health labs and it, it, CDC is, that was another thing. It's not a very large team. So they must, you know, we have to pray for those individuals to make sure that they get, they ensure their rest. So they have a fresh brain for the next morning and get out there and do their job. And, you know, and, and we have to entrust in them that they're doing their job and getting it done. And I do. And I, and, you know, we, we have scientists over here that are collaborating in Maryland. We have um, our doctors at Fort Detrick um, in the Level 4 lab at Fort Detrick and um, who are collaborating with the CDC and NIH. So with that said, and I do know the, a lot of the doctors, and I know they're working hard, and I do entrust their knowledge, and I do have faith in them that we can control this. Well, that's very assuring. So I, I, you know, I'm glad that you said that because I think the panic is is really reaching. I mean, you know, especially like when you turn on and the TV or you go online and all of a sudden you hear some other. And I think I, I think to reassure is just turn off the media, and it exactly. could be kind of scary. <laughs> turn it off. That is that it worked for so me much. for many years. Trust me. <laughs> Is there's so much negativity in the world. So much and information. Even if yeah. I, that's why I don't watch it. And a lot of the stuff I have not watched what's occurring in the media with Ebola virus. Um, this is pretty much just from my own knowledge. I did get a little bit of glimpse here and there of the readings on what's occurring. Um, however, just from my personal experience that I share today is, you know, is from what I know. Um, but like I said, I, I, I do know a lot about, what's going on here locally and what the doctors are doing and how they're working. And, again, as being a scientist in the lab and being there before, um, if I'm concerned, I think you would probably hear about it. <laughs> of course I will. Yeah. So <laughs> let's give you a little break. When we come back, we're going to continue. We're going to see what some of the things, what we should do with this information that we hear and out there and how we can make sense out of things. So we'll be right back. Okay. Please stay tuned. Okay, great. Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Are you ready to open the portal to that part of yourself that has weathered the ups and downs of being short in a world that overvalued tallness? If you are a short and stocky woman and been struggling to fit in a society that overvalue appearance, I have good news for you. A healthy weight awaits you when you ditch the weight loss program that just were not meant for your body type and take advantage of the short stature you were blessed with. Marilyn Balantoni presents From Short and Stout to Slim and Unstoppable, the short woman seven-step solution to losing weight and winning respect. Finally, a book that addresses your special needs, a book that teaches you to appreciate the gift of your body, past, present, and future, and provide you with the straightforward steps to achieve the mindset and the weight that propels you to achieve the dreams you put on hold for so long. For more information, please visit Maryland website at www.rubyfruitholistic.com. Again, that's www.rubyfruitholistic.com.
Okay, welcome back, my friends. You are listening to your Life Now radio show. I am your host, Coach Ria. Today we have a special show, and my returning friend and dear guest, uh, Dr. Judy Stavely, she's here to clarify and simplify the truth about Ebola. She is uh, a biology professor, the CEO at The Platform Magazine, and health editor at Latin Connection Magazine. And, uh, well, before the break... You know, we're talking about all that negativity out there and all that bombarding information about Ebola and, and the scare. I mean, you know, it's like, to me, be honest with you, um, Dr. Steveley, I think, you know, the media, you know, like kind of like promote fear in us. You know, it's like they want you to be afraid and, 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 and fear. I don't know. I don't think it's the right way to deal with things. <laughs> right? I think knowledge. Well, there's more. That's we can be fear all we want. It's out of our control. So right, exactly. nothing we can do. <laughs> well, so what do we do, do with this information? <laughs> what can we do with this information? You're informed, but it's very important to be informed and educated. And just so you know that, you know, there is a virus out there, and we do have to take care of ourselves. We do have to wash our hands. We, you know, if it does spread, we, we have to be notified and concerned and take the right precautions. Now, like I said, the public's very fearful of this new virus, and it, it is scary. Who wants to get sick? Nobody wants to get sick. And, and unfortunately, those type of people need to turn off the TV and not listen to it anymore and just let the officials take care of it. Um, or they're going to drive themselves crazy <laughs> worrying you know, about stuff that they can't control. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy because, you know what, I have to tell you something about me years ago. And I, I can just sense how people, like, feel because I've been there, right, years ago. I used to be one of those people, and you do like a lot of psychology help, so you, you understand what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. How many times, like, you hear something, and all of a sudden you start feeling yourself? Like, oh, my God, do I have a fever? Do I have, like, you know, am I getting sick? Oh, like, you know, and all of a sudden, <laughs> that a information that. <laughs> A lot of people do that, and I know because I see it on Facebook, you know, with all the followers, and you can't, you have to tell yourself, I cannot think about this. This is out of my control. I can be knowledgeable and educated on what's going on, but if I do get sick, I have to take the right precautions to go to the doctor and let them handle it. At this point, there's nothing more than you can do, and there's nothing to really fear about because we will take the right precautions, and I, I trust in the doctors to do the right thing. And, you know, and we do have the best doctors in the world, so we just need to yes, calm do. down and kind of. I, just, I'm glad you know, we live in America. Out. I mean, be honest with you, mm-hmm. I'm I am so grateful that I live in a country. Like, I mean, seriously, I mean, just think about it. What would mm-hmm. you do if you were somewhere else? That the 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 level of of healthcare, it's like, I mean, you know, we don't want to, you know, say anything bad about anybody, right. but. But, but let's face it. I mean, we should be grateful that we live in a country like United States, and 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 there is you know um, options, and there is you know certain things that you can do. But like you said, when things out of your hand, I say the same thing. It should be out of your mind. You should not be 
so overwhelmed with it, especially if there's nothing you can do about it. The only time you can do about it, if you experience something that you feel it's a threat to your health, then you should seek professional, you know, um, health and, and professional advice. Being stressed out about it and being fearful, that's going to weaken your immune system. That's the last sure. thing you want to sure. do. So just don't worry about it. It's out of your control. Stay healthy. Take precautions. You know, if you don't have your vaccines, go get your vaccines, um, especially the elderly. They need to be vaccinated. Um Sometimes I have something immunity. about vaccination. I thought, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm not a big fan of flu vaccine, but so I, yeah. Well, it depends. I mean, it's in the young kids and the old kids. I haven't gotten a flu vaccine probably in six years since I worked at Johns Hopkins. Um, being a healthcare professional, I was always exposed. Buy. I had to buy my job. I was enforced to get the vaccine. So I was always vaccinated. Now, as a professor, I'm not enforced to get vaccinated because I'm not in the hospital surroundings. So with that said, I haven't gotten any flu shots um, besides my tetanus shot and some other different shots that we need boosters on. But mm-hmm. I I am exposed to a lot in the college campus, and I right. have to work those extra steps to keeping my immune system, you know, to top notch because, again, you're, I'm surrounded by a hundred different individuals, you know, every day at work. And in college, kids are exposed to a lot of different things too. So you cannot you cannot get paranoid over again things that you can't control. You live life to your fullest. And again, if you get sick, leave it to the doctors. And we live in America, and we're fortunate enough to have wonderful scientists. And we're all going to be okay. <laughs> I just hope, you know, like, they, you know, I mean, when you hear something, and I know I wasn't going to bring it up, but like, you know, like Dr. Uh, um, Nancy, you know, um, what's her name now? I can't think of her last name. Sindra, um, Sindraman? You know, the, the, um, mm-hmm. when she, you heard the story about her when she was, you know, and, and she's supposed to be violated the uh, quarantine and, and uh, you know, but nobody oh, yes, was yes, yes. a threat mm-hmm. because of that. But I'm just saying, like an average person, so I'm taking like an example, and that's why I'm, I'm trying to get some help from you here to, to kind of like, hopefully we can we can um, shed the lights on for the listeners. Um, like my sister, right, she's not a healthcare provider, but she's an interpreter She for the hospital. So she goes, and she's pretty much there every single day because there's some patient that does not speak English that she has to go and, you know, with a French, Arabic, you know, and translate, you know for the doctor so they can mm-hmm. work with them. So she's like, you know, it's like, what do I do? Like, how would, like, how do I protect myself? So, okay, so if you're a healthcare provider, you know the drill, right? So they train you, they teach you. What about an average person who has a lot of, you know, even like pharmaceutical reps who go to hospitals or I don't know, like how many people walk in the hospital to visit other patients? Right. You know, is there a threat? For that unless they're handling their biological fluids. And again, these nurses were handling not right. only blood, but they were handling, they were wiping up diarrhea. And so there's not that threat unless you're a nurse or you're going to be, or a pathologist taking the blood like a phlebotomist. Um, 
usually the administrative people are not really exposed to patients um, unless they're the ones take at the intake counter um, taking their information. But usually, you know, they would be in hazmat gear. Um, and I think at this point in the game, I think our country and our borders and our transportation and TSA and um, just the community in, that is involved in traveling is taking very uh, precautions on everything. And they're, they're taking, you know, temperatures of passengers that might possibly have it, you know. So everybody's working together, and it does take teams. There's not one single person that can control this. So it's going to have to be the work of everybody Effort, right. working together as a team and, and you know, if something does not look right, if so individual looks sick, you know, where are they coming from, you, you got to take all that so, information. So how how similar, I mean, this is what, I, you know, we kind of wanted to like clarify some of the symptoms. I mean, how similar is it the symptoms of Ebola to, to the flu? Oh, they're very similar. A lot of the viral infections are flu-like Pretty symptoms. similar, Even when right. You, yeah, so when you go get, you know, any type of, Viral infection are, is usually flu-like symptoms. So, you know, even the common cold is very similar to the flu. So some people think, oh, I've caught a cold, and then actually it might be the flu depending on the symptoms. But, and again, I teach this all the time, people still get confused with viruses and bacteria. Mm-hmm. Now, viruses, you cannot treat with antibiotics. So... If you're ever down with a cold or you have the flu, you have to unfortunately have a good immune system to fight off the infection because there's not really anything that we can do. Um, so that's why it's important to get flu shots. If if you feel that you have a weak immune system or if you're already on medications or already been through certain type of illnesses, you probably want to get that flu shot to ensure that your immune system's boosted up um, and can protect you with those antibodies. Um, and there's, we do have antiviral medications. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, yeah. We do have antiviral, but again, it's it's very tricky. It, it depends on each individual and how the individual's immune system's going to accept it. Um, it's almost like a, a random chance. It's a probability. Um, so that's why we say keep, take care of yourself. You, you want to have a strong body because if we do have to give you an antiviral, you have the strength to work with it. And it's just it's so complicated to explain and to keep it simple, but that's how it basically works. So do you see, like, a, a, um, a vaccination for Ebola coming anytime soon? <laughs> well, we do I mean, it sounds like some. funny. I, mean, I can't even believe the, you're talking about Ebola. It's kind of funny that, you know, I mean, it's not funny. This is nothing funny about diseases. But it's it's like, to me, it's hard to believe that a, a virus. <laughs> oh, I know that it's here. And, and, and me too. And I I did, I honestly, and I, and I kind of, like I said, I studied this, well, back in 2004, I, I did all kinds of public health and well, I have met, and honestly, I never thought I would see this in my lifetime. I keep saying that, but I'm not surprised. I'm not really surprised that it's here. 
I well, the knew world is that so once much bro- smaller now too, which you have to think about it. I mean, you know, I mean, people traveling, people doing things, that people, right. you know. And I, things were so bad in Africa, and I and I told my husband this when I was watching TV when it first when they when it first broke broke out in July. I told a lot of my colleagues and my husband this, and I said, you know, there's gonna, somebody's going to jump on a plane. Somebody's going to jump on a plane, and it's going to mm-hmm. come here. And, and unfortunately, it did. You know, I'm surprised that it hasn't been more than one, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we had one case, and, and that's all it took is one case to infect a couple of others. And then we had already the ones treating. Um, we right. had a couple here at NIH and Bethesda. So from the, the individuals that, but they they were quarantined. Yeah, we handled those properly. really well. Yeah. I mean, because you already mm-hmm. knew, but for somebody right. who comes on the, get on the plane from Liberia, nobody expects them. This was, this was I mean, left field. <laughs> we were not expecting it. We honestly were not expecting it. And, and usually that's how it happens, unfortunately. But this will really bring, it was shed light on America that we really need to reconsider, you know, certain things and protocols and procedures and, you know, how we approach things differently. And it might be a learning experience for everyone, um, but I think we'll get this under control. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty hard to, you know, I mean, when you, when you, when you hear people saying, you know, like they're they really having a hard time trusting, you know, our government and, and you know, and the CDC and, and knowing that they're going to really take care of this. But I wanted to tell you guys, you know, I I think you should have faith and you should take care of yourself. And uh, we're going to close the show by hopefully, you know, uh, Dr. Steve Lee sharing with us a few helpful tips to get you to boost your immune system. You know, after all, the fall season is upon us, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, the fall season, the flu season is upon us. And uh, you need to really take, you know, good care of yourself. And, you know, I, I'm going to throw one, you know, from my side, uh, vitamin D3. And I um, also do apple cider vinegar, the organic apple cider vinegar, Bragg. That's the only name that I can tell you right now that I use, um, that I used to take like one shot every single day and did not... No, no ever got you know, so these are some of the things, and I'm not a doctor, so turn it over to well, you. Probiotics, and, I've been, and I, I think a lot of people know that I've been promoting probiotics for a very long time, and um, those. Like, is there a certain it, type that is better than others? I see so many different kinds. Yes, there is, and the, you want to get. Ten, uh, uh, probiotics that have 10 billion colonies or microorganisms. And a lot of them get activated when you put them in water or smoothies or, you know, they're in, in they're in bars now and they're in protein powders. It's very easy to get your hands on probiotics. But we have to keep in mind that our immune system, 80% of our immune system is in our digestive system, exactly. in our gut. Right. So mm-hmm. we want those little good bacteria back into our guts because we do put a lot of other things in our body that kills off that bacteria, especially antibiotics if you've been sick. You know, you really want to get that that good um, bacteria because it really does help our immune system. So with that said, you want to probably include some probiotics into your diet also. Sounds good. What else? You talked about the Z. Z up. Uh, Zinc. 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 You want zinc and vitamin C. Yep. And, again, you, you want to take a, the right amount of dosage. Um, just be aware to look at, you know, how much you're intaking because anything, you know, can be too much of a good thing. Um, right. So keep that in mind. But, you know, your daily vitamin, 
get your protein in, work out, sweat it out, get those toxins out of your body, stay healthy. We know the routine. It's a lot of work, but it's well worth it. Yes, and you know what? I mean, nobody can say it better than this because I have to tell you, I mean, I admire you as a human being for all the stuff that you do, for being the advocate person that you are for, you know, as a spokesperson um, and and for all the stuff that you do athletically and, and the outreach that you do. I mean, it's it just amazing. I, I love for people to check you out. And, of course, they can go to drjudysteveley.com, right? Okay, and then, you know, learn about what's going on. And, you know, I love your magazine. They need to check out your magazine also, the Platform Magazine. I was honored to be in one of the, the um, special edition um, and with mm-hmm. some great, great, great women, um, which I got to meet, <laughs> you know, some of them exactly. at the uh, Red Carpet event in New York City. So that was really, really, you know, very cool. Um, what else have you been up to before we get you off the air? Because I, I really am I'm, I'm so glad that you took the time to come out and, and share some of the information with us. Well, I've been engulfed in the lab, <laughs> in biology, oh, in, in the, the 15 weeks of the semester is usually, you know, engulfed with my biology students, and then, you know, getting the magazine out there, and then if I can get to the media events, you know, today's been a media day, and this morning, you know, I was on TV, and um, now you have a radio show, and then I have another media yeah. event in D.C., so it's been busy, but in a good way. You know, we want to get the message out. We want people to be educated and, you know, and not have to worry about, you know, and stress out about things like Ebola. Yeah, and I really do appreciate it. I mean, you know, like I said, uh, and you said it, you know, um, beautifully, you know, if it's out of your your, um, hand, it should be out of your mind and, and do what you can to help yourself stay healthy. Um, you know, I mean, of course, you know, if if you see anything suspicious, and I just wanted to re, you know, emphasize the show is intended to be for information purpose only and thought provoking. We are not giving any advice here on the show, and we would not give any advice on the show here. And if you want to learn more about Dr. Steve Lee, welcome to go to her website and learn more about her. And of course, you can contact me directly as well by going to yourlifenow.info. Send us, you know, your comment, your your, you know, um, anything that you it's on your mind. And of course, I would love for you guys to keep up with the, you know, um, what's going on with the show by following the show. I encourage you to do that and check us out on iTunes. Support the show there, and also on the Stitcher app. It's on the go. Most people have the Stitcher app on their um, smartphone, on their tablets, whatever. So check us out there. We have all the shows out there too. And uh, um, you know, I I don't know what to say anymore except you know what? Let's stay healthy. Let's just. Cheers. <laughs> cheers, cheers, yeah, cheers to everybody. And thank you so much, um, Judy, for being my guest. And it's always a pleasure having You're you You're very on. welcome. Very welcome. Ever have questions, just let me know. Oh, of course. Thank you. And, of course, I, I would encourage people also, if they have any questions, to either address it, you know, directly to Dr. Judy. You can follow her on, on Twitter, on Facebook, you know. Um, she posts a lot of great stuff. <laughs> I love your posts. I can't keep up with her all. You know, it's like one day, like, I have to, because most of the time when I check Facebook, I'm doing it on my cell phone, you know, so it's, like, hard to see, like, everything, you know, and, and uh, yeah, so I do appreciate you making a difference in the world, and, and uh, thank Aww. you so much. So You're enjoy welcome. your afternoon. <laughs> you Take too, care. and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, okay, my friend. Take okay. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Okay, my friends, again, you know, you're welcome to contact me if if you, um, you're interested in being a guest on the show as well. We love to hear from people who have positive messages, who are expert in their field, and uh, learn how your life now can really promote you and promote your books and promote your products that you have out there. And it has to be something that we really support for the, for, for the intention of the show. Um, if you don't know what the intention of the show, go back and listen to the intro. Um, we like to um, promote positive thinking here. We, we, we like you to, to really inspire you to make some positive changes in your life so you can live the life that you desire. Until next time, my friend, stay amazing. Much love to all. Take care. Bye-bye now. Are you ready to put an end to thinking about how you wish it were and take action? Take this step to find out more by going to coachingbyria.com. And you can receive your free consultation session with Coach Rhea. Coach Rhea is a certified professional life coach with a passion to help make the difference in the world.